I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Zombies Ate My Podcast. So sorry for the delay. We were actually talking uh, pre-show. Has it been three weeks? Has it been a month? It's been about a month. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? I survived the COVID. That's right. You uh, had covid and uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad everybody in the household's feeling better. That's yeah, had been rough. Everybody, everybody's back to daycare, back to work. I worked. Th- I only missed one day of work. I worked through it. <laughs> so uh, Lou, you time. have sick leave, don't you? Use it. Yes, I do. Ah, uh, you should no, use I used, it. I, I I used one day. Okay. I used one day. You uh, should use and, more and, than one and, day. And, and, I used one day, and then I had Violet home with me for even after Eric went back to work. I had Violet home with me for, she was home with me for two and a half weeks. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She had to have a negative test and then we had to give it five days after her negative test. And it took, it took forever for her to test negative for a kid that didn't have any symptoms. Oh. Uh, so Erica and I are both wandering around the house being like, I don't feel so good. I'm tired. Do we really got to make dinner? Oh my God. In the meantime, Violet's running around the living room going, Mommy, Daddy, put Bluey on. Mommy, Daddy, Bluey. Mommy, Daddy, Bluey. And I'm like, I can't take any more of this stupid blue dog. Oh, Bluey's the it. best. Come on now. Oh, no, it's it, it's an awesome show. But I, I've now seen the first two seasons. I can't count. It's I, It's got to be 20 times now. <laughs> well, the, you know, the third season just launched uh, on, on Disney Plus. So you're all set, I think. You're good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. That the, the, that came and, and we're already halfway through it. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that everyone's feeling better. I, I know uh, as a fellow parent uh, with three kids, when one or two or all of them are sick and you're or even just you're sick and, and they're not, it, it, it is a rough go. So mm-hmm. I'm glad everyone's feeling better and I'm glad we're able to uh, to come in here and talk some zombies. Lots of news to get to. So we'll start there. has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. So kicking things off, Humble Bundle has not one, but two zombie-themed bundles uh, for everyone at home. And the first one is the Walking Dead 10th anniversary. 10 years of the Walking Dead video games from Telltale and uh other studios as well are in here but this one ends on august 16th so keep that in mind if you're listening to this uh you'll have a few days to pick it up by the time this posts but lou this is the complete collection of telltale walking dead games as well as uh saints and sinners on steam the vr version of saints and sinners there's only vr but this is a this is a great. You can get it all. So I should say you can get it all for thirteen ninety three Canadian. What's that? What what does it say for you in U.S.? That's probably uh, it realistic. says eleven dollars. There you go. So eleven dollars. Uh, all honesty, if you haven't played these, we've covered every single one of them on this show. Uh, I own all of these, so this bundle means nothing to me. But uh, it's worth playing at least for the regular. Uh, episodes you can skip michonne it's really dumb and goes nowhere um and uh other than that all of it is i i I would say at least very playable yeah no yeah and there is so in this bundle i I didn't realize this but there's i don't know if there's a difference between um like the individual packaging of games but there's one package that has it's called the telltale definitive series and it contains all of them. And they do say, yeah, with graphical enhancements, behind the scenes bonus features, and recreations of classic menus. Ooh. Um, so there is 
So I, that's the high. That's in the highest tier, and you. So basically, it's one game that includes all the Telltale content. Um, as Lou said, the Michonne content is uh, separate from the rest of the Walking Dead stuff. So the Walking Dead stuff that Telltale did, it's all one sort of connected story, and and at least has some ramifications throughout other seasons. But I'm pretty sure the Michonne one is like completely comic standalone. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a comic standalone. And it doesn't, uh, it, 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 when it's over, it's over. Like it literally, like she rejoins, like, uh, Rick and them at the end of the episode or, or something. And it's like, it, it, it's completely standalone. It was also, I think the most poorly written of all of them. Yeah. We did not like it. <laughs> I remember that. I remember you it was and I super, it was super buggy too. Yes. Like I had it crash on me like three times to the point where there was one whole episode. I think I didn't play all the way through because it kept crashing on me like the like the last five minutes of the episode yeah yeah and uh the walking dead saints and sinners uh there's the the sequels coming out this is the this is the steam version so it's you're gonna require a, a, a vr ready not only a vr ready pc but also a vr headset so i mean if you're looking to pick these up uh keep that in mind that's part of the higher tier but um that's a pretty good deal for a VR game, I think that's probably the lowest I've seen that go. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, the other one here is a Resident Evil bundle. It's called Decades of Horror. This one ends on August 24th. This one just launched, so you've got a couple weeks. But this includes yeah. pretty much every Resident Evil game that's come Except out. Except eight. Yeah, it's got a coupon for eight. A 50% yeah, off coupon. coupon. You, can get, you can get 50% off, which is pretty good. I don't think I've seen it lower than I don't think I've seen it lower than like 30 or 25 or 30. So this might actually make it to be the cheapest it's ever been on on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's uh, so there's Resident Evil 6 in here. And, and this is a more expensive bundle. So if you want everything, um, you're looking at 40, about around 40 Canadian. So I'm guessing like what, 30, 35 American? Uh, it's 30. Oh, OK. Well, there you go. Um, 30 even and so keep in mind too these are pc versions steam versions so these so resident evil 3 remake resident evil 2 and resident evil uh 7 all got enhanced patches so if you're playing those on pc you do have the option to play those with the enhanced patches which were sort of inspired by the current generation console uh versions so keep that in mind but um yeah pretty much every resident evil including Resident Evil 2, no, sorry, Resident Evil Revelations 2, Episode 1, Penal Colony. Yeah. Um, which you, is. You just yeah. like saying that. Yeah. How long ago did this game come out? Because you've been saying that line for so long. True. Yes. Well, if you pay at least a dollar, you can get Resident Evil Revelations 2, Episode 1, Penal Colony alongside Resident Evil Revelations and Resident Evil. So if you want to you know, just think, throw a buck, I think I think Revelations Two might be the only Resident Evil game I haven't played all the way through. Yeah, I'm trying. Okay, yeah, this is a fun exercise. So, so obviously you've got so you've got Resident Evil Zero. You played that on GameCube. I did. Okay, so did I. I have it on Steam because it came in a bundle, but I've never replayed it uh, because it's not my favorite of the games. Yeah, it's it's all controlling right. Controlling two controlling two people was always just weird. Yeah. Uh, you've got Resident Evil, obviously the original. Did you did you play the original on PS One or did you? Like I've me? played both. Okay, so for me, my first Resident I've, Evil game. Uh, I've played I've played the original and the director's cut for PlayStation One, as well as the remake on GameCube, and I've played this one on PC. Nice, but I haven't finished it on PC. Um, I forget why they would. I think I ran into a bug or something and it crashed, and I did go back to it afterwards. So obviously we both played Resident Evil 2 and 3, the remakes. So that yep. that counts. 4 as well. We've talked about that. Um, 5, I, I played through that one. You did as well? Yes. Uh, 6, I did not play through. I, did, I have not played through I, I, I've played through. It's broken into chapters and you can pick which one you want to play. I've played through three, two or three of the chapters. Um. And then the ones that I didn't play are the ones that are considered bad. Yeah. <laughs> like the Leon, the Leon episode is considered good. The Ada episode is considered good. 
And then there's another one somewhere. I forget who you play as. It's somebody new, I think. And that one is good. But then there's one where you play as Chris Redfield, and it tries to be Gears of War, but with limited ammo. Ugh. You end up having to knife everything in Gears of War style, and it's really, really annoying. Huh. Well, there's uh, I, I, I've not played all the way through Village or uh, 7. So 7 Biohazard I've not played through. I've seen all of Village because I, I watched a Let's Play from Scott Johnson, um, but I have not played the entirety myself of, of the two latest. Uh, I know you have. Now, Resident Evil... Resident Evil Revelations. I remember. I th- I'm pretty sure I played through. I've I played it on I played it on um, PC as well as um, I think I played it on uh, my 3DS back in the day too. Now, do you remember on the 3DS with Resident Evil Revelations? They had so the 3DS throughout its they lifespan, had the hologram cards. They did have the hologram cards, but even weirder than that, they only had the one left analog stick. And I think which launched alongside the Resident Evil Revelations game was it was like an, an the add-on. Second, it was like a toggle add-on thing that you could put on to give you a second analog stick. Yes, a second. So you you inserted your 3DS into this like compartment thing and it was it it worked through the IR. So there was a bit of a delay to it, but it worked. And I think I got a new 3DS shortly after I had bought that accessory and uh, it no longer fit. So, yep. Um, but I did play that one and it, it has launched since then on, on many platforms. But Resident Evil Revelations 2, I'm pretty sure I only played Episode 1 Penal Colony and a little bit of Episode 2. Um, that one actually came out during our run of this show. And I think there's also some gameplay on our YouTube channel where we played it um heck i want to say i want to say we played we've played one two three seven eight for this show i believe and in revelations we talked about it yeah yeah we've definitely talked a lot about resident evil um and and i look forward to doing more i i can't wait till the resident evil 4 yeah because because you know we're going to talk a lot more about it before this episode's over that is true well let's get a little bit closer to that moment with uh another video game here back for bloods Second major expansion is going to be out later this month, and uh, this is called Children of the Worm. It's out August 30th. It'll include a new playable cleaner or a new character, Prophet Dan, some new enemy threats, exclusive skins, new weapons, and Act 5, a new campaign story. Now, Lou, you purchased the whole like Ultimate Edition fanfare. Yes. Like, Are you looking forward to this new content? I haven't gone back to play it in a while. Um, and uh, I was all excited when it got added to the Steam Deck. So I it has Steam Deck compatibility, which is awesome. My problem is, is my Steam Deck is broken and I had to send it back to Valve. Oh, no. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully they're able to send it back to you pretty quick. I know they likely keep some extra Steam decks uh, for for RMA. Uh, it, it's it's being it's being RMA'd. Um, I had a, a when I downloaded the last update or, or the last update before it broke. Um, any game you played lasted about fifteen, somewhere between fifteen and forty five minutes, and then it would crash. And not just crash, the game would completely lock up. And there was a 50-50 chance it would lock the whole deck and you'd have to like reboot the hard reboot the whole system. That's not fun. That's not fun. Well, I mean, when you do get your Steam Deck back, hopefully you'll be able to check out more Back for Blood with this uh, new major expansion that's coming out later this month. Um, more video game news. Lots of video game news before we get to the Comic-Con news. But uh, we got details for the Dead by Daylight uh, Resident Evil chapter, the second Resident Evil chapter that's going to be arriving. And as the leaks can are confirmed, Albert Wesker is going to be the killer in this chapter. Of course he is. Yeah. I mean, did we have any doubt? I mean, um, I was talking about this with, with Jocelyn, and obviously, you know, it was one of those things where Jocelyn's a huge fan of Dead by Daylight. I know nothing about Dead by Daylight, but I have a I have an understanding of Resident Evil. Um, so there was this discussion of like, okay, like what kind of killers would work from the Resident Evil franchise put into Dead by Daylight? And for me, like Albert Wesker really never fit for me because he was always the 
mustache twirling bad guy with sunglasses who who was good with a gun. He was basically the evil versions of the characters you were playing as. Um, obviously, in Dead by Daylight, they're going with more of a the later version of Albert Wesker, where he's more of a monster. He, he appears to have some sort of like tentacle arms going on here. Yep, that's from five. Yeah. So he's he's got he's got some more he's more T virus or whatever virus they're at at that point in the in the franchise. Um, obviously, the fans. I, I know Jocelyn was saying Jocelyn, my co-host on the Gamers Inn, was saying that. Oh, I know the fans wanted to see see Lady D uh, from Village, and I thought like yeah, that, that would have been cool to see, but I feel like she has such a small part in Village. She obviously played a, a huge role in the marketing, but. She is in and out in in that game, um, which to me it, it almost felt like if you were to skip over Albert Wesker as a as a as a killer from Resident Evil to include in Dead by Daylight, and they already did when they put in uh, Mister X or no, not Mister X. It was Nemesis, right? What I can't remember if it was Mister X or Nemesis. I think it was Nemesis, and I think that's where people were like that made sense because again, like it was right around the time where we were getting the remakes. And if you're going to choose Mr. X or Nemesis, I think you get more. You've got more to play with with Nemesis in terms of powers. But uh, yeah, yeah, Albert Wester's just been around forever. So it makes sense to, to go with him. Yep. That, that or they could have done something from uh, from seven or. Yeah. Or whatever. But, you know, they went with Iconic. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And uh, the survivors that are going to launch alongside this chapter uh, will be Rebecca Chambers and Ada Wong. Um Ada Wong Again, being a, a, yeah, Ada Wong being a very a very famous uh, character in the franchise. Rebecca Chambers, correct me if I'm wrong, but she obviously plays a huge role in Zero. But she has a she shows up for a small amount of time in the first Resident Evil, but that's it. We don't see her further from there, right? Um, she shows up in six. Does I she? Think. Oh, as like a cameo. Yeah, well, that's good. I I mean, like I. Personally, I really like Rebecca Chambers. I really liked Zero, and I thought she was a, you know, coming from the Resident Evil remake, going into Resident Evil Zero, I thought that was such a cool way to do it. And and um, I don't know if both games were conceptualized at the same time of like, well, if we're going to do a Zero as an exclusive on the GameCube at the time, let's do a remake of one to kind of get it out there so people know what's going on. But I like these are interesting choices. I think you go with you have like previously you had leon and jill which are like two classic iconic resident evil characters that everybody knows and then when you come and and also plays alongside the two remakes they made but then with this chapter it really feels like okay let's go with some classic characters may not be as well known um and obviously ada wong's i think very well known from the franchise perspective but rebecca chambers i think that's a really cool pull get her in there and you've got like more of a more of a lesser known character alongside some really well-known characters and, and you can kind of reintroduce this character because again like zero and one were her big big games and that that was decades ago so it's really cool to see them giving some love to to some older resident evil characters yeah, uh, who knows maybe we'll get maybe we'll get her showing up in in the sequel to uh village maybe yeah I would love to see more uh, Rebecca Chambers and Ada Wong as well. We haven't seen Ada Wong, I think, since six. So it's been a while. Yep. Uh, you, well, I guess she she pops up in Resident Evil 2 remake, doesn't she? She should have. No. Now I'm confusing myself. Maybe she shows up in two, isn't, doesn't she? Yeah, she does, but she's not as big as she was in the original version in the remake. Okay. Well, there you go. That's our video game news. Let's move into the Comic-Con news. San Diego Comic-Con took place at the end of July, and we got a whole ton of announcements from The Walking Dead, as we expected, starting off with Tales of the Walking Dead, which will start airing this Sunday, August 14th, um, on AMC and AMC+. Plus. Lou, are you excited for this anthology series? I, I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I I'm eager to see it. Uh, I'm not I'm not chomping at the bit for it, but I definitely think it's going to do something different. Yeah, I think for me, like looking at the trailer, I so I think you and I are on the same page. Like, there's an episode that you and I are probably really not looking forward to, which is uh, Alpha's flashback episode. Yeah. 
like we've talked about that before where like it's really gonna have to we'll watch it but it's it's the one we i think we have the lowest expectations for right yeah um but there are a lot of these that look really interesting you got the terry cruz episode um there's the episode where the the two ladies are i think experiencing the the apocalypse for the first time and i think one of their lines is the cdc's next door if anything bad were happening we'd be the first to know about it (laughs) classic um Mm -hmm. you're gonna die very shortly lines but um no i i there was some there was some rumors that there was gonna be uh uh they were going to bring back Abraham for an episode. And I just feel like his story's over. Don't do that. Please. They, they was talk. They might do that next season. If they continue this, like, no, don't do that. Please don't. Yeah. I am most excited for episodes disconnected from the main story. And sure. If you want to backdoor pilot, a couple characters, that is totally fine. I am fine with that. However, yeah. I'm watching this just for some random disconnected episodes some stories in the walking dead universe and i have a feeling a majority of what we're gonna get is that but they're you know it's amc uh it should surprise no one at home that i'm sure one of these episodes is gonna bug us to no end (laughs) because it'll be oh yeah it'll be uh uh, you know it'll be amc writing the walking dead so it's not always perfect um but we don't have much longer to wait for the end of uh, the walking dead prime we got a trailer for the final episode, which will start airing on October 2nd, uh, which obviously we will cover. There'll be eight more episodes, I think, is the run, I believe. Might be mistaken on the numbers. It's six or eight. Yeah. So it, it obviously this is going to deal with the conclusion of uh, the Commonwealth and see where that storyline goes and uh yeah and and essentially it's going to lead into three if not four spin-offs um but before we get to that like this trailer are you excited to see the end of the walking dead prime like it, it makes it look pretty I cool I, I i am uh there's a little hint of a joke of a, a, a of a zombie that might open doors and i was like ooh, that could be fun yeah there seems to be a lot of hints, uh, you know, from both the world beyond and, and this trailer that the dead are evolving and, uh, yeah, we'll see where that leads. Um, but, and I did mention all the spinoffs. We have the Daryl spinoff. We have the Negan and Maggie spinoff, um, the Tails spinoff, but I, I don't know if we can really count that, but Another spinoff that was announced at Comic-Con, we wondered, oh, when are we going to get this news about the Rick Grimes movies? Well, they're not movies anymore. They are going to be a new spinoff series or mini series. It's kind of odd how they're kind of describing it. They're describing it as a one and done. Yeah, well, they say that. But then also in their official saying, they say it will begin with six episodes in 2023. And this is the story of Rick Grimes and Michonne reuniting to close off the story continue the journey and love story of these two characters but conclude them as well so we got a poster it's got michonne's sword through the classic abraham note of the world the new world's gonna need rick grimes um yeah 2023 uh i'm i'm excited they finally acknowledged these rick grimes movies we knew we always needed um we need a Michonne. Obviously, Michonne was going to head towards Rick Grimes. Do you feel like maybe World Beyond's uh, not so great success um, maybe led to them like, uh, let's fast track this to just get Michonne and Rick Grimes back together? What, what do you think? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I really wouldn't be surprised if we forget everything that happened in World Beyond. Outside of the we, fast it, running Paris zombies. Yeah. And we never see or hear from those them again. Well, I think the Daryl series, there was a story in Discord, we didn't include it in the notes here, but there was a story in Discord that Daryl is basically going to pick up that uh, that lead that was dropped at the end of World yeah. Beyond, which I'm fine yeah. with. If anyone can handle, you know, picking up that colossal uh, fumble, um, not that the end of World Beyond was a fumble, I just felt like it was, you were tripping to the finish line the whole time and then you're like, okay, that's kind of interesting, but it's tied to a lot of crap. I will give it the credit that the second season was way better than the first one. Yes. But not by much. I will second 
that note. Um, but I mean, it, you know, this is interesting. They had both uh, Andrew Lincoln and uh, Denai Guerrera at San Diego Comic-Con to talk about this. They're both very excited to be returning as these characters. Um, I love the idea that this is six episodes. And if it's six episodes, one and done, great. If it's six episodes and they want to do a bit more, I'm also fine with this. These are the two best characters um, in the AMC Walking Dead, and they were uh, they were sent off the show way too soon. I know for good reason, you know, good good to address like personal reasons and career development and all that. It's fine that I think it's it's great that they left the show on their own terms, but I can't wait to see this story continue because again, like it's just been a, a huge gaping hole in the main series, and. I could see I could see the final episodes leading to a tease of of what this could be. We have not had a Rick Grimes tease in a long time. And I think that's the only thing that that sends because you got to remember, like the end of the Prime series has to shoot at least Daryl and Maggie Negan off in the direction of their spinoffs like that. That is part of the continuity. And if AMC fails to do that, like I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did fail to do it, but honestly, like they need to do it. That's part of good continuity is is leading to the next thing. And if you don't do that, most people are not are not going to set their PVR or they're going to cancel their AMC Plus. Right? You've got Better Call Saul ending. You've got Walking Dead ending. People don't stick around if they're not reminded. Right? Yeah. So, anyways, this was a really fun news story. I was uh I was I was really excited when this got announced. Like I think this is the most excited i got for the walking dead in a long time so we'll uh we'll continue to keep an eye on it we'll probably not see more news until uh walking dead prime ends that'll be the next big focus for amc but we have one more story from san diego comic-con before we get to our topic this is the first details for marvel zombies which will be coming to disney plus in 2024 uh this was announced at the uh marvel animation uh panel and this is going to be the first R-rated Disney Plus Marvel Studios show, which is pretty big. Um, like, obviously, we've, I think, after this panel, they confirmed more Daredevil, and it would also probably be a higher rating than than all, most. Most of them aim for a PG-13. The, the, uh, uh, this week or last week, Deadpool and Deadpool 2 and Logan showed up on Disney Plus which are all R-rated and it's the first R-rated content to come to Disney. Yeah. And this what is announced to be the first R-rated TV R or mature rated show that would be hitting the network. And then they announced Daredevil and uh apparently uh Jessica Jones and Punisher are in discussions to at least make cameos. And possibly lead into their own shows again. Yeah. Um, which if those shows do come back, I can't imagine any of them being anything but at least mature rated. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is about Disney Plus here in Canada, they they we have actually had a lot of like uh, non PG thirteen content, but that's been under the sort of stars banner, which is the equivalent of Hulu in yeah. the States. So it's bundled all in one. Um but, you know, this is this, I think, is historic because it is like it is not only Disney Plus, but it's also like MCU content geared towards an R rating. And I think that was one of the biggest criticisms you and I had is they played very close. They walked right up to that line with the PG-13 for the for the what if zombies yeah. episode, which I get because, again, you're one episode of a whole season. You're a one off sort of like fun time moment. Like, I don't even think the Marvel zombie stuff really played into the over once the story started to connect at the end of that first season, but that one was kind of like a one and done. Like it was thrown in. I, it, that felt like that was thrown in there to be a pilot to see if this would work. Yeah. And I mean, it worked. I think it, it got a real, uh, it got a real, it, 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 we loved it. I, I think it was one of my favorite parts about it. Um, yeah, I, I'm ashamed to say that I watched like three or four of those. And then I never went back after we watched this episode. Oh, I watched them all. They were I I liked them. I I don't mind them. It was it was a nice thing. But uh, my only gripe with this announcement is is I don't think that this art they released does it justice. No, agreed, hundred percent. This is uh this is concept art, but it's also like it's not direct feed 
captures is people taking photos off a screen. So it's it's further uh, diminished quality for sure. Yeah, this this does not even look on par with what we saw at the uh, the what if. So I'll wait till we see a trailer. Yeah, for sure. This is 2024, so it's a ways out. We got a whole other year. You'll probably get a trailer at next year's Comic-Con. But in terms of what was revealed, you've got uh, zombified heroes and villains like Wanda Maximoff, Ghost, Hawkeye, Abomination, Captain Marvel, uh, a legless Captain America, Icarus, and more. Um, In terms of survivors uh, who will be playing the heroes, you've got Yelena, Kate Bishop, Jimmy Woo, uh, Shang-Chi, uh, Kamala Khan, Death Dealer, uh, Red Guardian, and Aquafina's uh, Katie. So playing more within the Phase Three, or I guess it would be Phase Four, uh, the Phase Four characters and uh, the TV shows. So playing closer to I think like the more recent phase, as opposed to what the What If Zombies played closer to like Phases One and Two, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they say there's also going to be some some other factions within. You've got the biker gang of Skrulls. Um, you got former Black Widows. Uh, yeah, lots of... Again, it looks like they're very much leaning into the phase four of characters. So you've got that to look forward to. But as Lou said, the art doesn't do it justice. I'm sure we'll have to wait for for a trailer of some kind in the near future. I'm just excited to see more Jimmy Woo. Yes, 100%. That was one of my favorite things about WandaVision was his return as well as uh um it's I Kat, believe at one Denny's? point I be- uh, yeah, I believe at one point there was a petition on the internet to just give Jimmy Woo his own show. Yes, there was uh it was it was like a they wanted to see like an X-Files style television yeah, show and with, with 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 Jimmy Woo. Yeah, I, I was like that would be perfect. Yeah, and you know what? I think like obviously they lean they're doing the Agatha Harkness uh spin-off and maybe Jimmy Woo can can continue there. But I think he he would be fantastic. Bring him back. Whatever it takes. Yep. Have him in Ant Man. I, I, I don't I, I definitely think we will see him again. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. He's a fan favorite. Um but you know what? Let's move to another franchise. We've already talked about it, but let's chat about the Resident Evil Netflix series. Time to go. Fun fact, these cult freaks aren't so into maintaining their hardware. Just call me the master of unlocking. <laughs> this is like the easiest prison I've ever broken out of. You were in, what did you do? <laughs> what didn't I do? You might think I added the dun dun, like the weird 90s Godzilla music at the end there, but I think this clip really illustrates both some of the fun the show has, but also some of the weird decisions that are made that kind of bring it down a little bit. And, uh, you know, that's a classic Master of Unlocking clip. So, of course, I had to I had to pull it for our intro here. Um, so, yeah. so so let's address the elephant in the room for the beginning of this. Yes. Lance Reddick is Wesker. Yes. And you know what? That's not even a problem in the show. He's the best part of the show. Oh, I knew he was going to be the best. It's Lance Reddick. I knew he was going to be the best part of the show. And you know what? Those expectations were topped by making him not play not one, not two, not three, but four versions of Albert Wesker. (laughs) Which, which, which. Okay, so that was the thing that, like, the whole show, I'm like, all right, this is Wesker. All right. He's injecting himself with his daughter's blood. Okay, whatever. And, like, I was like, I wasn't even, like, I usually can predict these things. I was thinking that, I was thinking he was uh, somehow infected and his daughters were the cure or something. And that was why the daughter didn't, like, and then when they reveal he's a, clone and that he's injecting themselves with their blood because it's what keeps him from breaking down as a clone and i was like oh i like this twist i like this twist like like there was lots of things in the show that i was like oh i really like that and then then it would be followed up by something that i'd be like oh i really hate that followed by another thing that made me go oh why did you do that and then it would be followed up with oh that was cool oh no why did you do that 
Yeah. When it came to New Raccoon City, which is this Umbrella's planned community within this uh, this city, and it's all employees of Umbrella from all over the world that are working at this uh, this facility community. And the police station is an Umbrella police station. It's an entirely privately owned city. Yeah, and, and the general idea for the for the whole series is that it's kind of split between two points in time. You've got 2022, which is New Raccoon City, Albert Wesker and her daughters, uh, Jade and Billy, uh, as well as uh, then you have 2036, where Earth is overrun by zombies. Um, according to this article, the T-virus has basically reduced human civilization down to 300 million refugees living within walled city-states and uh, Umbrella Corporation being the largest organization left on Earth, being basically like a military organization that... Uh, yeah, and in and, yeah. and, and which the gist you get from some several things is that some city-states are letting Umbrella in and some aren't, and Umbrella is constantly trying to like buy its way into letting themselves in. Yeah. Um, at one point, Jade ends up in a town. I think it's the second or third episode. Um, I think it's the second. And there's drones flying around the city and she's like, oh, Umbrella now does security for the city. And you're like, oh, yeah, OK. All right. I guess so. Um, And that led me to the thing that was like, OK, so the second episode, she's on the run. I like the fact that she was on the run. It was they, they did this interesting thing with her on the run and she's talking to her. her I think he's her husband or if nothing else, her boyfriend. And. He tells her that she has to go see these guys called the Brotherhood and that tells her that they can't be any worse than Umbrella and she needs a pilot and they introduce a guy or they introduce a name and the guy's name is Barry and you're like, ooh, are we going to get a Barry cameo? Are we going to get a Barry cameo? And he flies a helicopter. That's what Barry did in, 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 Resi- in Resident Evil 1. Ooh, are we going to see? No, no, it's not. It's not that Barry. And that Barry is a uh, a zombie in a bathroom <laughs> after she shows up to asking his wife where he is and the house is full of cats and the trope. The, it was the most tropey thing. As soon as I walked in, as soon as she walked in and I saw the old lady, I said, oh, the guy she's looking for is dead and she's feeding him cats. And and literally that is exactly what happened. And I was like, oh, yeah, OK. See, that kind of stuff, This and we've had this conversation before when it comes to zombie content. I, I feel like zombie fans are can be, can be picky with some stuff and then, like, totally in on other stuff. And I know it comes down to everything that's going on in the series, and you, and you weigh it all. But, like, that scene you described there is, like, that sounds like a lot of zombie content. You know, like, it's tropey for sure. Of course, it's the, it's the wife keeping her husband alive type thing. We've even seen it recently in like the last year uh, when we watched uh, hashtag alive, they get upstairs, they meet that guy who offers to help them only to find out he let them up there so he could drug them and feed them to his zombie wife because he can't let her die. Yeah. 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 And I was I, I, like, as soon as she walked into that thing, I'm like, oh, no, he's this dude you wait for is dead. She's going to feed you to him. Well, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think like, but again, that part didn't bug me in the show because again i've got like all the stuff we've watched even just this year has kind of trained my brain to not hate that stuff because like that's just part of watching zombie content the stuff that i like i i'm you know me i'm mostly going to focus on the stuff i liked and, and i'll say this like the series was a different take on resident evil while still playing homage to to the franchise and i've, I've kind of written out some easter eggs here so you've got the first of all the effects across the series fantastic there was only there was only once or twice where i was like ooh that was a crappy effect yeah ooh that was it only happened a handful of times overall i would say this was a, a really uh they did a really well uh really good job with the show in general yeah they did a really good job production wise but in terms of easter eggs you've got uh the liquors which looked amazing, way better than they did in the Resident Evil movie that came out last year. Um, yes. Chainsaw Man from Resident Evil 4, awesome stuff. A great, like, probably not like a direct nod, but definitely felt it like was it, a, was, it was. A, it was a reference, but not a direct uh, nod. Yeah. You got a mention of William Birkin. So again, like, Albert Wesker as a character from the games exists in, 
in in the show and we see him uh played by lance reddick and we and we will get to that stuff later on but you know he is the character that you know from the games he dies canonically in a volcano so resident evil 5 or yeah 5 that's canon in the show you get a, you get to see lisa from 1998 and she looks like exactly like she does in the game so again like they it, they it adapted felt her. like the, it, it felt like they might have borrowed uh they might have borrowed the special effects <laughs> from the other resident evil movie we watched i was like wait is that the same same like skin thing that i saw in the other movie it did look very similar and i it, 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 yeah. It, yeah yeah i didn't hate it but again like because no, I, I didn't hate like, it at all from the movie that was one of the best uh pieces of effects work was was their their work with the lisa character i i think that did it, it was it looked really good um you got to see a uh, classic albert wesker matrix costume so lance reddick as you as you reminded me lou i didn't even recall it but lance reddick with a wig with the sunglasses and the trench coat like all black yeah, leather the, 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 the wig made me so excited when we saw the room <laughs> with the three of them i'm like oh so they're clones or brothers or something they're like a like a like an experiment okay cool and i was figuring that one of them was going to be the albert wesker we the from the games and then in walks the albert wesker from the games and he's got that flat top and i was like oh i want to applaud it's so good it was literally turned the whole series around for me and i was like again lance reddick as albert wesker perfect and the question was always like okay but how do, how is this Albert Wesker the one we know from the games? Because this is connected to it's inspired by at the very least, and this is not the Albert Wesker we've we've come to know as a character. And sure enough, that character exists in the show, and they play it off as like, no, these are clones, and it makes so. Of course, Albert Wesker would, if he had the ability, he would clone himself to make him live forever. That is. That fits in with all the other shit that comes with Resident Evil. Like Resident Evil yeah, is he, well, not only that he he's cloning himself because he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, so he needs a, two, three or four of himself to outsmart Umbrella. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that, that's what he's doing. And and, and then when uh, it then uh, shortly after Umbrella comes in and they're like, "What the hell are these?" And they they didn't even know he cloned himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, so the names of the so the names of the clones are. Al, Bert, Albie, and then Albert Wesker. And I, I looked it up because we were talking a bit pre-show. So the character we know throughout the series is uh, Al. So that's Jade and okay. Billy's father. You've got Bert, who is Jade and Billy's uncle and Al's brother. You have Albie, who is pretty much killed right away once the uh, Albert Wesker we know from the games uh, shows up and I'm destroying the evidence. And it's just like... Man, like just these four soldiers discovered you. You probably don't need to do it right away, but sure enough, in classic B movie fashion, uh, he takes care of it. And I and I have to say, when we get introduced to Bert, and he's got the beard, and it's Lance Reddick with that beard, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then you realize how unstable Bert is. So he, you know, for the whole first half of the series. Reddick is being like this whole series. And then and then he gets to play Bert and Bert's like unlimited breadsticks. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Again, like um I I just there's a lot to love here. And yes, there's a lot of like high school drama stuff that's not yeah, necessary. All of, that, all of that stuff was really, really drawn out too much. Um uh the first episode like that girl was bullying billy and it felt like that was not there for any reason except to make us get mad at uh that existed only so we could see wesker flex his muscles and be a bad guy or a quote unquote bad guy and protect his kids you know what i mean yeah and threaten that guy's job and stuff and it was like it was like, okay, all right, that was a cool scene, but the whole trope, and then the fact that the girl doesn't understand that her dad is going to lose his job by threatening this girl, and like, looks like, I guess I can apologize. Like, no, uh, any kid that realizes that their dad is about to lose their job would be like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've met, I've met some selfish kids in some pretty 
that that was believable. Well, that, that well, was believable. It was believable, but I was thinking, oh, he's got to be like an executive, and it was like, oh no, I just do programming, and I was like, oh. Like, <laughs> he's IT. How that. many people could yeah, do yeah, your IT. job? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um like again, like you're right. There was a lot of lead up to get to one particular scene. It's like that was a good scene, but you didn't need all of that build up. And by the end of the series, you're kind of left with a lot of questions of the relationship between the two sisters and how it got so bad to lead to uh, the ending of the series or the first season. I mean, I say series knowing full well that Netflix still has not renewed this and it ends on a super duper cliff. Like, clearly, this is envisioned as two seasons. Well, and, well, not only that, not only that, but it ends on a cliffhanger and the sisters are still together in the flashback sequences and they're not fighting. Yeah, they're so, clearly still connected in, in some very they're strong They're still way. connected. And so you, I, I was expecting by the end of the episode, we'd find out that New Raccoon City had a zombie outbreak and Umbrella had to burn that city to the ground too. And that's what started this whole world craziness. No. 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 We don't get that. Um we don't get that. And I was like, I was like, okay. Like I didn't mind the flashbacks. I thought a lot of it was some of it was interesting. Um, but it felt like they forced it longer than it needed to be. The back half of the season is much better than the first half i'd say yeah um there's a lot more references to the games uh you, you also in the last uh episode last few episodes you get a name drop of ada wong her name is written on a paper but that's like a season two like oh we get we're gonna get to meet ada wong um tyrant is or a tyrant is featured heavily in like a like a back to tank or whatever um yeah but his arm like comes out of the rubble uh, after the destruction of of the Umbrella Lab. But again, no follow through on that. Uh, but, you know, canonically, the original Raccoon City in the Arclay Mountains is nuked by uh, the, the U.S. government. So that's here as well. So again, like they take the first at least the first five games and they've uh, from an Albert Wesker perspective and like the origin of Umbrella and Raccoon City and the T-Virus they pull all that in. And again, that's the stuff that you want to adapt. That's the stuff that you want to keep as like the, the core of Resident Evil. And they do a great yeah. job with, with referencing that while also telling their own story. And I love that they create these clones of Albert Wesker to basically take a character that we thought we knew as a one-dimensional evil, you know, mustache-twirling bad guy and turn him into a more complex character uh, and have some fun with it too. It's such an interesting and f- to give that, you know, task to Lance Reddick, it's just perfect. So lots to love here. Lots to love here. Unfortunately, I-, I won't say the kids are bad actors. I don't think they were. Um, I think they were just given really bad scripts. Um, they do this whole episode, which I liked at first, but then it felt like it went on too long where uh, Wesker is captured by Umbrella and they're interrogating him, and it's where we get introduced to Bert. And in the meantime, his daughters are at the house, and they find an email telling them, uh, like, an escape plan. And they have to wander around the house solving puzzles. And the first one or two puzzles was interesting. But then it ends up being like they find another puzzle that wasn't meant for them, and then they find a secret door, and they do this. And I was like, and then they get down and stairs in the thing and they're digging through the office and it was like and then they find the thing and then they trigger the fire and i was like like oh man what what, did we need the fire thing and them being locked in the room it would have been just as easy for them to grab the thing and left the room because them almost getting burned in the fire didn't do anything story-wise except add 10 minutes of drama that didn't need to be to be there yeah i think maybe if you want if i wanted to give the show some more slack it'd be like okay we need a way to introduce all of this evidence of albert wesker's uh, and umbrella's adventures uh, in the games can- canonically but we don't want to have we don't want this we don't want people at home wondering oh when are we going to go back to it so let's just burn it beyond recognition but not so much that if we did want to go back to it we could still like oh there's one piece left here that we can you know dust off and and get a flashback like it it felt like just um, 
it felt like, as you said, a way to create drama, but a way to be basically like sweep all this cool stuff under the rug. Like, we're not going to come back to this. We just wanted to allude to it a little bit. And, um, we're like, it, it was, it, yeah, it, it felt like, again, one step forward, two steps back, you know, showing us all this cool stuff from the games and, and then being like, but now it's all burned and there's probably no other way of, of getting these flashbacks. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And here's the thing about this show. Like I said, and this was my worry. It ends on very much a season two, like very, like as Lou said, they don't get into what, how we got to the point of 2036, how humanity has basically been doomed to, you know, 90% of the population turning into zombies. Um, you know, Bert is still alive. It's, very alluded to that al uh jade and billy's father is still alive the tyrant ada wong like all that stuff is basically left as we're doing a season two but we know netflix when something doesn't launch with the fervor of a thousand suns you don't get a season two renewal yeah it's gone just like just like they did with cowboy bebop which while not great it it wasn't awful either it had its flaws like there were moments in that show where i was like oh that was dumb oh that was dumb but it was mixed with stuff that i was like wow that was awesome yeah so i haven't even i haven't watched it yet because as soon as I was like okay i'm gonna get to watch it and i was like no we're, we're canceling it i'm like well then why why would i even bother you know and i no, i understand why i would bother because like it's still a season of good television but like with this, it's it's it very much feels like, uh, you know, we adapted this thing. We tried to do our own thing. It didn't pan out. So we'll just go back to, you know, we'll do the animated sequel. And to again, the video game. and again, every time this show did something cool, like I hated that guy Baxter when he gets introduced. I was like, oh, he's just an umbrella office shield that's going to uh, boss guys around. But then when he gets locked in the cell with Jade like he actually becomes like a person, not a good person, but he becomes kind of like that bad guy. You kind of go, oh, he's not as bad as I thought he was. Actually, I'm kind of he's kind of growing on me. And then they give him this moment which he wanders around the hallways of the Brotherhood place, killing zombies left and right like a professional. And you are like, oh, he wasn't just an office shill. And then five minutes later, they kill him. And you're like, oh, okay. At least they let him go out with a blaze of glory. But that was kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked a bit about this pre-show about that character. And it really felt like the show wanted us to hate him. And then the show wanted us to at least, you know, like Somewhat him a bit like more. Him. Somewhat like him. Um, But there was always this thing in the back of my mind of like, ah, I don't trust this guy. And every time, again, one step forward, two steps back great action scenes where he turns into like a complete badass as he's you know taking out all these zombies great soundtrack in the background and it's just him mowing down zombies and he has a a, a line where he's bit did you see that and like no one's around to see it we were we saw it um yep. all great stuff but again it feels like uh i know the second i'm like oh i like this guy he, they're either gonna kill him off which they did or yep. they're gonna establish that he is like the worst creep in all of humanity and and again they allude to and you heard in the clip, they allude to him having like a darker, you know, history, uh, you know, being in being in jail, or being in jail for, oh, what haven't I done? It's like that you don't. Hmm. I don't know. It just it left some bad vibes. And I'm like, I, I don't. Yeah. And then and I mean, and she ends up caught by Umbrella, uh, ends up with the Brotherhood trying to escape Umbrella. And that was the other thing. The first three episodes of this show are probably it at its worst. So I think that that's why most people would tone out. I felt like it got better once you got through like episode four or five, um, but not a lot better. It just felt better. The episode in the future where Jade is trying to get passage through the tunnels, I thought it was really interesting. And then you're revealed that there's a mother, a father, and a kid, and they're trying to buy their way through the tunnels. And as the dialogue goes on, I'm like, one of them's bit, one of them's bit. And then that's why they're trying to buy their way through. One of them's bit. And then lo and behold, the little boy is bit. I'm like, of course, it's the little kid. 
And then the father runs, like the father just abandons them. Was that, did I, was that, a, did I catch that right? No, the father does the opposite. I think the mother runs. Oh no, the mother stays with the kid and lets him bite her or something. And I was like, I kind of like stopped paying attention in that episode to that point. Because I was like, oh, this is tropey McTrope trope. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, Jade's going to end up alone and these people are going to just be fodder for the zombies. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. And and again, that's like, again, another zombie trope that happens in every other episode of The Walking Dead. And uh, like, I'm willing to let that slide here because, again, like they just they're adapting like all of Resident Evil and they're also adapting uh, every zombie trope out there. And and it, it gets old, especially when you confine it to eight episodes and all the padding you have of um, Jade and Billy going through high school, essentially with where I will admit some of the stuff that they have to, that they portray of them going through high school, it fits in with the overall overarching story that they're telling, but there's a lot of it. My other, my other favorite part was when I say favorite part, I'm being sarcastic here. Of course. Uh, is they introduced the Mex the, 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 the guy from Mexico city. That's the investigator trying to dig up umbrella. And you're like, Ooh, is he going to be like a character that's getting introduced and going to be somewhere? And then he shows up and dies. Yes. And I was like, what is this? The Shining? He shows up just to be interrogated, basically. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Like they spend uh, they spend a little amount of time with some interesting characters and they spend a lot of time with some not so interesting characters. And, you know, the tail end of the show shows um, adult uh, Billy is essentially turned evil. They don't really explain that. Um they basically say, Oh, I made a choice. I chose to be with umbrella and, and Jade chose to, to go against umbrella. And we haven't seen that falling out that's in season two, but we're experiencing the repercussions of that falling out at the end of this season. So again, like not knowing what happened and knowing Netflix's track record, it kind of ruins those moments a little bit. Cause you're sitting there like, ah, we're not going to, we're not going to fake. We're not like, we're talking in the moment, like, Next week, they could confirm a season two, but I just don't hold your breath. I, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I as much as I as much as if they did a second season, I would watch it and I'd probably be more excited for season two because I bet they'd fix what they what the mistakes they learned from with the first season. That tends to be a thing. If a Netflix show is or a, an Amazon show or any of these shows are kind of meh but they get picked up for a second season. They kind of learn where they made their mistakes and they fix it. Yeah. So, I mean, I have, I think that this show would fix it had, had it has it, if it got picked up again, but I might, the negativity, it has a 27% on rotten tomatoes from the audience and a 50% from critics. So I don't think we're going to get another season. That being said, um, I, I mean, it's very much. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, I was just reading here the Wikipedia article that we have here. You now, again, like it, it's not to be it, here. I'll just read it. So it says the series debuted as number two, then climbed to number one in a few days, dethroning Stranger Things season four. This was likely before the or no, maybe no, this would have premiered after season four uh, completed its run. Uh, the series continues to be popular as it holds the number one spot as the most streamed show on Netflix top 10 in over 92 countries and holds the number two global top 10 Netflix during its first four days. That's pretty good. Um, if the, if those like, again, that's numbers that the public can see. That's numbers that Netflix can't see. And, um, there's a great, I don't know if you watch Barry, but there's a great clip going around of like, you know, Oh, our show did really well on rotten tomatoes. And it's just a two minute, you know, clip of a, a network uh, person being like, yeah, but the algorithm, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I watched that and I'm like, this is them canceling season two of Netflix. Essentially, it's like any series that you may get again. I agree with you. I feel like there's enough here to love and be like, OK, fix it, fix some of the issues, which can very well be fixed. Because, again, where this is very parallel to World Beyond, where at the end of the first season, it's like, well, we're not going to go back to the high school. Right. It's done. I certainly like this more than World Beyond. Oh, me too. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's uh, every episode debatable. of every episode of World Beyond made me beat my head against the de desk, and this made me go, "Oh, okay. Oh, where we're going down that? All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Like, like 
the the acting was uh, the, these girls were killing stuff. We saw people getting killed with zombies. This wasn't eight episodes of like I'm afraid to kill a zombie. I'm afraid <laughs> to kill a zombie. But you you see where I'm coming from. We're at the end of the 2022 timeline in the series. You've got them on the run. Umbrellas after them. Like there's going to be no more high. There's going to be no more high school, literal high school stuff. Like no, it's, it's, that's it, the flashback stuff is going to be them meeting Ada Wong, being on the run. Yeah. Uh, like, and I think that that could be interesting. Yeah. And then 2036 is is a similar deal. You've got Umbrella continuing to to chase. Well, Jade's been shot. So that, oh my God, we didn't even talk about. It. So at the end of the season, uh, Jade, adult Jade gets shot by Billy, adult, adult Billy. Uh, in 2036 and uh billy takes jade's daughter that's the ending of the first season uh in in terms of the latest timeline which is again it's like well that is such i hate tv shows that do this they there was an art like this is a show you and i I don't know if you still watch it but the rookie does this the rookie will always they didn't with this latest season but previous seasons they would always end with a huge cliffhanger like someone getting shot someone keeling over sick and it's like why would you do that? And then you read articles like, well, when we wrote that, we weren't even renewed. We just like to leave people wanting. And it's like, no, that's no, not fun no, for anybody uh, involved. Uh, uh, apparently, the reason Rookie didn't do that this season is it, they were still on the cutting board and they got so much flack from the last two times when they did that, that they decided to not do that this time just to be on the safe side. Good. I don't like it when shows do because again it just feels I I don't mind when they do it when they know that they're going to be picked up for next season but when they do it and it's iffy I I get annoyed yeah like this is this is a clear like they were picked up for eight one hour episodes they knew that going in but when they wrote it like the tyrant hand coming out of the rubble sure whatever let that's fine the Ada Wong note Okay, I'm willing to. That's cool too, but you know the main character being shot and left for dead. Like that is some serious fear. Of the Walking Dead Morgan getting shot stuff of like, well, at least we know there's another season, and of course he's gonna live. But this one's like, yeah, I don't know if this is coming back. Um, but if it was a guaranteed like another season's coming, they would have announced it by now because that seems to be Netflix's mo. I think Netflix thought this was gonna be hit right out the gate, and it wasn't. And uh, uh, those are always when Netflix goes, ooh. Because there's been some stuff where Netflix has announced they're going to do a second season, and then the numbers for season one are really bad. They're like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. I think the company of Netflix has gone where they had their first three original shows, and they, I think, reluctantly concluded their story. You had House of Cards, Orange the New Black, and maybe I'm missing one other series but those are the two that come to mind of like we are going to tell a complete story here however many seasons it takes and we're going to conclude it in a way that um that makes sense right from a writing perspective uh but yeah this uh we'll continue to keep an eye on it if it does get uh picked up i i hope it does because honestly i'd like to see the conclusion yeah i'd like to i'd like to see where this i would like to i think if after all the flack they've gotten I think they would listen a little bit and they would figure out where they're going from here. Yep. Yep. And like, yeah, as we said, like world beyond season two, you've kind of got your characters to a point where a lot of, some of the concerns we had are addressed just by the sheer fact that uh, it would not make sense to go back to those, uh, to those story beats. But again, we'll keep an ear out. We'll, we'll keep a lookout for this stuff. Uh, Resident Evil is certainly not going away. Plenty of Resident Evil on the horizon, but in terms of Zamp, uh, we enjoyed the last drive-in so much that we are going to queue up another one, and that's going to be our next episode. So early September, uh, we're taking a couple weeks off. Uh, we're going to be talking about Dead and Buried with Joe Bob Briggs, which is season three, week five. It's on Shutter, so that's where you'll be able to get it. Um, and then our second episode in September, we will talk about the entirety of uh, Tales of the Walking Dead, the anthology series are six episodes. They'll all be out by then. And yeah, as we already mentioned, October will be around the corner at that point, which uh, will kick back off with uh, The Walking Dead Season 11. So lots to look forward to over the coming months. Hopefully everyone's enjoying their summer. We'll be back in uh, just a short couple of weeks. Lou, if 
folks want to join us, they can do so uh, in our Discord, bit.ly slash Discord. I want to thank all our patrons, patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. Uh, you can go there to support the show directly. We have a website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can email us, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Uh, all those links are on our website. But if you are on Twitter and you want to follow our individual hosts, you can find me at our Murphy and Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his great work at joelduggan.com. Now, Lou, before we head out, I always like to throw it to you. Any fine Busy Zombie Lord knowledge that you'd like to pass along before we conclude? When being chased by zombies, a giant zombie alligator seems to do the trick. The effects on that giant alligator were pretty great. That was that was not bad. Not bad. There was a couple moments where the alligator was getting, you know, hit by rockets. Honestly, I liked the hinting of what they did where you kept seeing the boat and then you kept seeing the boat was hauling something, but you yeah. didn't understand what it was. And I kept being like, that thing behind them is going to be something. Like, What is that? That was great. Yeah. And I and I didn't think it was going to be a giant alligator until the reveal of a giant alligator. I thought it was going to be like a bomb or they were hauling a pile of zombies or something. Yeah. For like for like experimenting. But when they revealed that it was an alligator, I was like, "Ooh, this is a nice throwback to the games. 100 percent. I had that same feeling. I did not see giant alligator coming. I know they, they and I figured like, OK, maybe their one was the giant caterpillar. And they're like, OK, we can't do that again. But they earned it with that reveal of this giant alligator. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. 